Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our Old Testament scripture this morning comes from Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 to 17, and I invite you to join with me in reading them as they appear for you on the screen. Then God said to Noah and to, and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you. As many came out of the ark, I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the covenant, by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is a sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all the flesh that is on the earth. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was thinking a lot this week about the stories we tell ourselves, stories that we hear. I was thinking about these stories because whether or not we know it, the narratives that we paint influence greatly how we interact with the world around us. Stories have power. They have the ability to sway our hearts and minds. Some of these stories are personal. They mean a lot to us on an individual level. And there are also stories that tell of a more collective experience. And unfortunately, as we know, not all of these stories have a happy ending. Not all of them are inspiring 
in a way that helps push us to grow. That's the thing about narrative storytelling. It's an art, it's an endeavor that can oppress or set us free. So what story? What story are you telling? What story are you hearing this season of Lent? That's the question. Let's first ask ourselves, what is the story you're telling about yourself? What is the story you tell yourself that helps you interact with the world? In what way is the story you tell liberating? In what ways is it more constricting? Because sometimes these narratives that are on our heart have more control than we think. Perhaps it's the ways that we wrestle with addiction, consuming alcohol, or you fill in the vice. Perhaps it's a story that we've told ourselves that we're not good enough, or that we'll never be good enough, because someone else has told us that story, and we've bought into it. What is the story you tell yourself? Or what is the story for you that is liberating, that is freeing? What is it that sets your heart free? This can also be flipped on its head to the stories that we tell, the stories that we hear about others. What is it that we say in our storytelling of others that seeks to silence or control others? What do we say about people of XYZ group in order to paint them in a certain light because we don't like them? We've done that. Just look at the way we treat people who are on the streets. The way that we address or have failed to address issues regarding housing or education, or drug treatment. These are stories that we tell in a way that is not liberating, but in many ways is constraining, that seeks to oppress and silence. What are the stories that we tell about others or the stories we hear about others that helps break that cycle? that helps to lift others up, to set them free the way that they were always meant to be. I asked a story about, or I asked this question about stories because we hear one this morning. We hear this morning a story that breaks this cycle of oppression, of silencing, of offering us nothing but despair, to give you a little context, there are two stories here in the background of our Genesis text. And one of them's not in scripture. One of them is a story that comes from the neighboring culture of the ancient Israelites. Comes from the ancient Near East, the Babylonians, that kind of region. They too had a story 
about the flood. One that actually is a little older, but that's besides the point. Their story about the flood is meant to explain why things are the way they are in the world. To explain why there's suffering, why there's ongoing suffering. And their story starts with the gods being angry. Humanity has become overpopulated, they're causing a ruckus, and so the gods grow tired of it all and just want to start from scratch. Until one of the gods warns their Noah-like figure in a dream to build a vessel that would save them. But even though this person builds a vessel in this ancient Babylonian story, the outcome for people, for creation, hasn't changed. There's still war, there's still famine, there's still infant deaths, there are still a wide range of problems because the gods were going to find some way to punish people. That's one story. That's one story that was told eons ago, and it is still a story we tell today if we just look closely enough at what is happening around us. Sounds familiar, right? This ancient story that comes from a different culture that explains why bad things happen, why suffering happens, and we should just learn to embrace it. Going back to my example about homelessness, for example, well, you know, just is, and if you help them, things don't change, and so just learn to live with it. This story, even though it is thousands of years old, is one we tell today. And that's where something else comes into the picture. That's where the Genesis story comes into play for us this morning. That yes, like the Babylonian story of a flood, things were not looking great. There was wickedness, as it tells us in Genesis, that was plaguing the earth. And so God decided to see if there was one righteous person who was worthy of being saved. Obviously, that was Noah and his family and creation. So Noah, God goes to Noah, and Noah builds the ark. And the story doesn't end the same way as the Babylonian story with just sort of a embracing of, well, this is the way the world is. It ends with the passage we hear this morning, where God places in the sky a sign, a symbol, a rainbow, which serves as a promise, a sign of hope. That's what's important for us this morning, is that the Genesis story ends with hope. It doesn't 
mean that things get easy. I, I don't want us to think that things automatically get easy just because there's a sign of hope. I, I think the Bible's pretty clear about that. But it does signal that unlike the gods in the Babylonian tale who only sat in their lofty place, God in the Genesis story is willing to walk the hard and difficult road of hope with us. This Lenten season, we are asking what it means to interrupt silence in our small group. We're asking how do we interrupt silence on a personal, on a personal level and on a communal level. Interrupting silence relies on us telling the right story. It relies on us hearing the right story. We can't buy into the same old, this is how it's always been. That's an old story. A very old story, especially when you consider that we still tell it today. We need to hear. We need to tell for ourselves the liberating, the freeing story of hope that God once told and continues to tell us, God's people. Breaking this cycle of despair, breaking this cycle of hopelessness, oppression, silence, that's biblical. That's a biblical mandate. The people of God who were slaves in Egypt, the black people who were slaves here in our country, the countless others who were held, who are held by contemporary oppressive stories told by unjust systems, and many, many more are breaking silence to tell a story of hope, a story of hope of God's restorative love, justice, promise, and hope. And let me tell you, that is a story we need to hear, and that is a story we need to tell. This first Sunday in Lent, we hear a story that speaks volumes to our hearts today. Yes, it is a reminder that this too shall pass, but it's also a reminder that the cycle of silence, the cycle of pain and suffering, will soon too be broken as God gave us a sign of hope to lift our hearts. Who could have imagined what a toll COVID would take on our world? And how could we not have noticed that the pandemic would highlight the already numerous crises that we are dealing with here at home and on a much larger level? How could we not have seen that it would highlight our pre-existing conditions of poor housing practices, healthcare, education, opioids, and just plain vitriolic hate? 
Don't you think we need to hear to tell a story of hope this season of Lent? A story of hope that breaks this cycle of just accepting things the way they are? In the midst of all of this, there is a rainbow, a sign of hope in God's unceasing love. It's a symbol, but more importantly, it's a story that we all need to tell. A story of hope, divine hope, that will give us the strength to shatter the stories of old. So let us be bold to tell this story as we change the grounds beneath our very feet and walk this Lenten road together. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.